Hi, in this episode of K-12 Tech Talk, we talk about how coronavirus is impacting our technology departments in our school districts, and we also speak with special guest Andy. Have a listen. Hey, babe, pull into McDonald's. Hi, and welcome to this episode of K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh. Uh, We've added another guest, Andy, and of course, Corey is still here. Um, guys, we took last week off. Um, Corona took last week off. Oh, whatever. Corona has been yeah. kind of me and Corey. We were like, Hey, we want to do a pod. And you would be like, no reply. Hey, I'm in bed. It's seven 30. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I, I thought that was a theme for all three of you. <laughs> Who is that? That was Andy. So Corona has kept all of us busy. Andy's another tech director in a district around here. Um, do you guys want to go over what you've been what you've been dealing with with the closures? Because we're all closed now, right? This is where you guys talk. <laughs> I was going to let Andy talk first. He's the guest. Okay, I'll talk first. Yeah, we're. We're closed. Uh, the school district, we have been basically shut down for a couple of weeks. We had a spring break, and then we went straight into a shutdown. Uh, and from a technology standpoint, we are not shut down. We're still going probably stronger and uh, Here we higher go. speed than we ever before. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, you, st- you still have guys going in every day? Yes. we have. We're, I'm in every day. Uh, I have a guy – we have a rotational schedule. One guy's in just about every day uh, for three or four hours. They're going to work home uh, the rest of the time. Hmm. We thought Chris had bad internet. It sounds like Andy's suffering the same thing. Um, I, I could hear him. Could you? I'm, it's, he sounds like Goat Boy here. Um, I don't know what that means. You've never seen the Saturday Night Live skit of Goat Boy? I don't think so. Oh, my God. How old Please are you? Uh, anyway, so we – I mean, obviously, we're close as well. All of our districts are within a, what, a 50-mile radius. Um, so, you know, I'm just a one-man show, so it's obviously different for me. Oh, here we go. Guys. Here we go. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, no, so I, we was actually the admin team. We went in uh, – the first several days. When was when did we close? What was what was the date? It was like uh, the thirteenth, right? Ours. What was ours, Andy? I believe it was the twentieth. Uh, Monday after after the Jeff Coe. Well, you were on. You were on, ours was the sixteenth because you were already on spring that's break. You were you were yeah, you were on a Wednesday. Uh, yes, that's correct. We closed on a Wednesday. Uh, so those first several days, we you know the admin team was still working. Um, obviously trying to figure things out what we were going to do. And then, cause that initial closure, it was going to be, it was announced. Um, we was going to all come back April 6th. Uh, obviously that's changed since then. Um, and then since then, um, the County that, um, me, Andy and Chris's districts in announced, uh, basically a countywide stay at home, uh, closure for everybody. So I'm, I'm working from home pretty religiously at this point. Uh, we did have an admin meeting Monday. Um, we were spaced out six feet apart in our admin meeting. Um, 
but I imagine from here on out, unless something breaks or for I need to go in for some reason or the boss calls a special meeting, I, I will be working from home for the foreseeable future. Yeah, so I, lo- I just looked at the calendar. Our last day was the, I think, eight, the 17th was our last day, I think. Um, so we've been out a full two weeks now. I, they, they told us right away, nobody on campus, they're going to clean buildings. Nobody's allowed on campus. Um, I've been up, uh, I don't know, 10 or 15 times since then, just with certain requests from the superintendent. Um, I was telling Andy, we've got a bid opening next week. It's going to be interesting to see how we handle that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, we've been, I've been answering more emails and, and direct contact from teachers than I've had from people I've haven't talked to all year. I mean, it's constant. Um, I don't know about you guys, but our, our teachers, it's not really a business hours thing. It's a eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And like you alluded to, I'm in bed at seven 30. So it's, uh, it's been a, a, a drastic change for our department anyway. Is, uh, is crystal here? I, he, he's showing up. I, I assume he's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You know, last episode, I was sitting in a minivan that wasn't moving. Uh, this episode, I'm actually calling in in a moving minivan. Uh, my wife is driving, so I can half concentrate. I might, <laughs> so I might drop in and out. So you're reporting uh, in a moving vehicle? Yes. Okay. Uh. That's you know. dedication. Yeah. That is dedication. That's who I am. Uh, we, we, we have a similar story, of course. So it was during spring break uh, that, that things started to shut down. So that week of spring break changed quite a bit for me. Uh, and I, I think we'll probably dig into it. But getting a website going for enrichment versus uh, and all that kind of stuff was happening. Uh, we've been working on making sure our parking lots have full Wi-Fi access. We were working on getting some phones to work uh, for people in their homes. Uh, and, and like Josh said, doing a lot of emails. Uh, my email game has been on point, I would say, for the last many days. <laughs> so you're not ignoring them now is what you're saying? I'm a man of the people. There you go. So, yeah, I, last episode we talked about these AMI folders or alternative methods of instruction folders. And at the time, oh, hold, Chris, on, hold on, hold on. Do we have a sponsor? We do. I got to pull up that, that content. Um, let me, let me talk for a little bit. So last week we talked about that AMI folder and I think we all kind of ended up using the same method. You know, we all use that Google folder share and dump stuff into it. How'd that end up going over with you guys as parents? Did it go over pretty well? Um, I mean, we didn't hear a whole lot either way. Um, you, most of the questions were obviously, what if you don't have internet? Uh, I, you know, I feel like most of us are handling it in a similar way. Uh, the processes might be a little different, but, um, so our initial, and we told, we told the, the, uh, the, the families up front that, you know, this, this initial closure is going to be, you know, the Google drive teachers are uploading resources activities then if it goes beyond april 6 then we'll go into more of an ami type where you know there's going to be some you know some i don't know if you'd say more advanced but i would uh, in-depth 
and yeah, more in-depth, thank you. Some more in-depth learning. Um, and that starts for us on the 6th. Um, now it's still nothing for a grade. We will be offering some bonus points, so it can only help a student if they do the work. Um, but obviously it's still optional for us and it will remain optional for, for the duration of any closure for us. Yeah, we've, we've done the same thing. So the first, the first two weeks, which we're still in the last couple of days of now were completely optional. You know, they called it enrichment or just to keep your, your brain on point. Um, but starting next Monday, it will be, it, it sounds very similar, Corey, it's, I don't know if it's new content, but it's content that really needs to be covered before the end of the year. So I guess it's new. Um, it, anything, any assignments uh, will not hurt your grade. They can only help your grade if you turn them in. Um, there's, they said there will be a very um, concerted effort to make sure students understand the rationale of why this particular assignment is important to ready you for next year you know, some activity for next year, some subject next year. Um, so it's, it's been interesting to see that evolve. And along with that, the amount of teachers that haven't touched, like, say, just say classroom, Google Classroom, as an example, have never touched it in the last six years, now are all of a sudden, all of a sudden being not necessarily forced, but they realize, oh, crap, I gotta, I gotta do something. To, to be able to manage these kids remotely. Um, so we've got, we've got teachers spinning up Google classrooms that I would have never thought. I mean, elementary school teachers spinning up classrooms. Um, and I'm sure you guys are leveraging virtual web meetings as well. Zoom, Google Meet are both free now for educational institutions. Um, Chris or Andy, you guys got anything to add to that? The only thing I would add to that is uh, the only thing we do is slightly different is uh, the the high school grades are counting. Uh, Even if they don't not, do the work? Uh, they have to show, so it's, they just have to show they're making progress or they're actually doing the work. They don't actually have to make a good grade on it. So yeah, they're not, okay. so as long as they are doing the work, they're not, it's not going to hurt them. And so they are taking grades. And then the only other caveat we haven't, you guys haven't mentioned yet is dual credit courses. Oh yeah. Obviously those are still on full swing. Yeah. Uh, those, those are, those haven't changed at all. Uh, and those are the, those are the, what I consider the high priority students that we have to make sure that they have what they need. Yeah. Uh, other, than, other than that, uh, the only thing we've been struggling with is K K first and second uh, trying to log into a device because they've used clever badges for three years now. Yeah. And so trying to get them to understand how to log in is, is a struggle. Yeah. And that would, that would be a struggle for us too. You know, we've, we've tossed around sending devices home and I know Chris has a good story about that. Um, but you know, I, I've, I've tried to explain that, you know, as, as you go lower the, re the return on that, on the headache of sending that device home, gets le less and less. You know, sixth grade, you can probably argue that they need to take those devices home. Um, first grade, that, that would be a really hard argument to me to be able to send those devices home. And, and Andy, we're in the same boat. Most of our first graders, until they reach third grade, they really, they're either using clever badges or a kiosk device or 
something like that to where they're really not logging into a device. They're, they're just sitting down and it works. Um, so the, the struggle of being forced to log into something going home would be, would be really difficult. Um, before we change subjects real quick, let me talk about our sponsor for just a couple seconds. Um, our sponsor is still somethingcool.com. They've been awesome supporting us uh, through this first month of sponsorship. Somethingcool.com has provided IT services and products to K-12 schools for over 20 years. Let their certified staff help you with your next IT project, whether it be cybersecurity, networking, or data center projects, or coronavirus uh, stuff. Go to somethingcool.com slash education to learn more. And a quick caveat about somethingcool.com. I know we have listenership from around the world, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, I think we were, last count, 35 states and parts of Canada. I've got a, uh, somebody in China that's listening. Somethingcool.com sells stuff and, and does stuff um, that anyone, no matter where you are, could take advantage of. It's, it's they're, jo- they're not just a company that does boots on the ground, hands-on service. They, they sell software product. Um, Chris, I think, uses them for their phishing campaigns. So even if you're not in Missouri or in, in the Midwest, something cool could help you out with a project. So it would be worth visiting that website and, and uh, giving those guys a shout just to see if they might have a tool or a product that could help you out if you were wondering. Um, so, Chris, I alluded to a couple minutes ago that, that you were handing out devices. Would, would you like to talk about that, uh, yeah. that event? So, high school uh, already, has, already had Chromebooks uh, assigned to every student. Middle school, just the same. Uh, we actually do one-to-one from second grade up. Uh, second grade, they don't go home. So then the interesting thing with all of this was at one of our elementaries uh, with the grades three through five. Uh, those don't always typically go home, um, but we made the decision uh, to send those home, uh, and that's what I've been doing the last couple of days. And, and the interesting thing with that, I guess, is that we already had it uh, part of policy uh, that fourth and fifth grade, uh, they could go home if the teacher would direct, uh, and then third grade was if the principal would approve. So if teacher directs, that was always like for like projects or if a kid was going to be sick for a week, you know, had a wisdom tooth pulled or whatever, whatever. And then third grade was more like, you know, hospitalized, you know, but still going to do some homebound work and stuff. So this was the first uh, that we actually sent them all home at one time. Um, so, I mean, a pretty interesting couple of days. And, and that procedure was wild. Uh, to, to kind of describe it, uh, you would have uh, a vehicle pull up uh, with mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or aunt, whoever. Uh, they were instructed uh, the day before to have a piece of paper that they would put on their window. Uh, and it was to have the student's name, uh, the teacher's name and what grade. So they would hold that piece of paper up to the window. And then we had four cones uh, so we could handle four vehicle, vehicles at a time. Uh, and then we had those elementary teachers working uh, so they could identify faces, you know, and, and, and kind of be able to recognize, okay, that is little Johnny's mom or dad or whatever. So you would pull up to a cone, you'd show your piece of paper, and then at each cone, uh, there were two teachers. One was uh, a person with uh, a list of every student's name, uh, and then one was a runner, you know, wearing gloves and a mask the whole bit. Uh, so those teachers would talk to each other. They look at the car and the runner would come inside uh, and yell the kid's name. And then we had people 
uh, working with the Chromebooks. So all these Chromebooks, again, a little bit different. All these Chromebooks were already assigned to the kids uh, previously because they, they were, they were, uh, we were already one-to-one. -one. So uh, a person would grab the Chromebook, uh, Chromebook grab a charger. Uh, we double check it in our, our destiny cataloging system that was going to the right kid. The runner would grab a case. Uh, and grab a sheet of paper, take all that together, and then they walk it out. They put it uh, by the cone and then step six feet back. Somebody would have to exit the vehicle, pick up uh, the stuff, and get back into the vehicle and drive away. And we did, uh, I guess it was 200 and something. I forget what the final number was 200 and something Chromebooks, I guess, over two days. Oh, I thought you said it was like 700 and something. No, no way. Oh, okay. That's that's how much you pay attention to me. Yeah. I so, knew the number. Shut Chris, no, I, I knew the number. Oh, it was about 310 total. 310. Um, so it was it was a wild day. Days. Have there have there been any uh learning curves or growing pains with those devices going home? I think the biggest shock probably was with the third grade students. Um, fourth and fifth, they would have been a little bit acquainted with that, you know, uh, but third grade, they had never really gone home. So we had, like Andy said, so, so those kids previously have been used to clever badges or even, you know, how it is with the Chromebook. Once you've signed in one time, the email address, the, the account is on there. They just have to know their password. Yeah. So we had kids that even forgot like what their email address was. But so the, the interesting thing, I guess, with that, is we don't actually start uh, our enrichment stuff and all that uh, full force until uh, next week. So this week they can take their Chromebook home, they can mess with it, but we're not providing tech support until Monday. So, right, okay, so that brings up another really good question, the tech support side of things for that. Have you guys ran into a case where already in this outage, you've had a kid contact you know, whatever the point, main point of contact is for that type of stuff and say, Hey, my screen's broken or Hey, a key popped off. Have you guys had any of any of those types of calls that have required laying of the hands type activities? We have, uh, we definitely have had quite a few of them uh, and we take it case by case. So we've had quite a few, Hey, I lost my charger. Hey, my dog ate my charger. Why uh, is it dogs love to eat chargers? I don't get that. It, it is a real thing. Uh, I've seen it. Uh, I've felt the bite marks. Uh, but so so char so like chargers. Yeah, we'll what we do is we put them in a in a location at the high school, and we walk off, and then the front secretary will then come and get it, and and they will put it in a spot for the student to come in and grab it. Uh, and obviously, all this is done with gloves and cleaning and and all that sorts of stuff when it comes to the actual damage of the chromebook uh we we're still trying to figure that out because uh, we don't want too many things being touched we don't want right. too many interactions uh it's it's a very uh delicate situation so and the way we run things we adp we have accidental damage protection on all of our devices so if a student would bring it in and drop it off we just have to ship it off anyway so we'd have to have a loaner right? And we, only, and we only have so many of those. So there's, you know, then somebody's got to come up with a priority scheme on who gets to have a loaner taken home and who doesn't. Yeah. Uh, 
obviously, like I said before, the dual credits would would definitely get the priority over that. So, interesting, Andy. Out of curiosity, how many spare devices do you guys try to keep on hand at any given time? We keep about ten percent per grade level, yeah. so we have about thirty thirty devices per grade level. Yeah, I. Do you find that your middle school kids run through that spare allotment much quicker than the high school? Oh yeah, our usually by eight ten a.m. every morning, uh, all the loaners are gone. So if anybody, yeah, so if anybody comes in after that, uh, they're out of luck. Interesting. Okay, cool. We're in the exact same situation with our middle school and high school. It's unbelievable. Um, so something that, that we did, and I, I think, I'm not sure if any of you guys' districts did the same thing, but, um, well, Corey, I, I'm pretty sure you guys did. You, you did a survey, right, Corey, of parents and internet access? Uh, it has not went out yet, but it's, oh, okay. so it's getting ready to. We, um, we built a Google Form survey that we had the homeroom teacher slash advisory teacher slash whatever you want to call them teacher they were that they were told they have to call each one of their advisees um, and and go through this survey which with the kid and see if they have internet at home, what type of device they have access to at home. If they don't have internet, do you would you do you not have it because the carrier isn't in your area, meaning Charter hasn't run a line or AT and T hasn't run a line to your house, or um, do you just not have it, plain and simple? And if you don't have it would you like to borrow a hotspot? Um, so I am, we're, we're probably, oh, we're well over two thirds of the way through that survey, through the results. And I am absolutely shocked at the number of houses that do not have internet in their home. I, would you guys like to take a guess as to what that, I know that's probably pretty hard cause we're, we're, I, we're probably somewhat similar to Andy's school. Um, as far as demographics go, would you care to venture a guess at what our no internet at home rate is? Percentage? Yeah. Fifteen? Mm, Thirty. Ten. Three. Three percent of families. Super low. Super low. I, I was going to say ten. Yeah, you spun that like like you were like shocked how high it was. That's why I went thirty. Yeah, hey. He really tricked you. No, I just said I'm shocked. I, I am you. shocked by that by that number. Um, borderline bullying. Oh, whatever. And you know the other interesting thing, and I don't know if it's really a correlation or if I'm or if it's just how it shook out. But as, as I'm going through the numbers and and looking at the people that answered that they don't have internet access at home, two interesting st- statistics pop out at me. The majority of them. And I mean, over two thirds are kids not in middle school or high school. So I don't know if the fact that once they get to middle school, they, they get a device from the school district kind of prompts the family to get internet access at home. But it, it just seems like an interesting correlation to me that the majority of these families that don't have internet access are K through sixth grade. The other interesting fact that's come out of this survey is 50% of the people that don't have internet at home don't want to borrow a hotspot from school. I, I, that blows me away. In other words, you wasted your time with that survey. Right. No, I don't think, no, no, <laughs> be, no, because it's valid data. I, I don't think that, I don't, See, any I don't time, know if it is. 
So, Josh, let me give you pose a question <laughs> to you. Okay. Uh, and because I've seen this with our district as well, is I think our number is probably probably the thirty percent range. Wow. But but I also think it's skewed because uh, most students in middle school, high school have cell phones and hotspots yes, right. are available on their phones. And when you say internet at home, uh, I've I've read some of our surveys and I said no, but we have hotspot on our phone. Yeah. So that eliminates probably 20% of our students. Yes. So we're, we're probably I, around I the 10% range then. So we also asked the question, um, what, what device do you have at home to access schoolwork? Meaning, you know, what device could you use? Do you have a desktop, laptop, Chromebook, tablet? And then we also added, or my only device is a smartphone. And the, there was a very small percentage um, of people that said, my only device is a smartphone. I found that rather interesting. So I, I do agree with you, Andy, that some of that is slightly skewed. Some of the no internet at home is slightly skewed because the, the rate of smartphone adoption does dramatically jump once you hit the middle school. Um, but it's somewhat equal. It, we can draw the same correlation with the, my only device is a smartphone. There, that number is relatively low as too. I'd have to go and look and see what that is. But honestly, um, so we had a similar discussion. Like I said, our survey hasn't went out yet. Um, Gone out. So I can't chime in on that part. But so our admin team had a discussion uh, about this though, this, this past Monday. And um, we, you know, we brought up this, the, the, the printed packets and I told them, so my, I have a daughter, she is a uh, fourth grade and I, and obviously, you know, we have, we have internet access in our house, plenty of internet access, but I told them, honestly, a fifth grade, I'm working, her mom's working. Like if, if, if my district, if my, You're little, district, wait, 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 you're not working. Let's be clear. Uh, I am working. And if my home work district, in the belly if, with those potato chips. Oh wow. my God. Mute him. <laughs> Uh, but if my home district and they are offering anybody that can get printed packets, like I think I'm going to take a printed packet. Like yeah. otherwise I have to get my daughter set up on her iPad, get her into Google classroom on her iPad, you know, and go through the resources with her. Whereas a printed packet, she knows how to do the printed packets. That's what she does in the classroom. Right. So it's like, you know, I don't, I mean, I get it. If districts were already one-to-one, -one, the devices were already home or going home. But I mean, I don't know. I feel kind of different about, about a lot of it. And I've already told you guys privately all this already anyways, because um, we text each other all day long. But I mean, yeah, there, there comes to a point where, and I, Josh kind of alluded to it earlier, where like basically is the, is the lemon, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze when, you know, we're doing all wow, this stuff. Wow, did you just come sure. up with that? Yeah, I did. Thank you. Thank you. Copyright, uh, Smithco. Um, but it's like, you know, if, we're, if the parking lot already had Wi-Fi, then great, it had Wi-Fi. But then also, you know, the government's saying, hey, stay home. And then we have districts saying, hey, come to our parking lots and get internet. So it's just like, you know, how much of this is, <laughs> are we, are, you know, the district does have a duty to its patrons and its students to learn. But then it's like, we, we can't have school. There's, there, there comes to a point where like, you know, school is not in session. So it's like, how much do we do? Yeah over making sure our families are just simply healthy and staying safe. Yeah, it, it's definitely a best effort. What I see is a best effort anyway. It, and Corey, you brought up that that brings up a really 
interesting discussion that I, I've been slightly frustrated by with vendors over this last two weeks is, you know, this is the le- this is the worst time to try and roll a new product out with teachers. If, if teachers, their world is upside down right now, trying to trying to flip the classroom and teach remotely. The last thing we need to be doing as tech people or even ed tech people, if we wear that hat, is trying to introduce a new product, a new resource. Go log in here and do this, which granted, we have to do it to a degree, example, Zoom or Google Meet, but I don't, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat as I am. I bet I get 20 emails a day from these, let's just call them content providers. We've, we've, we're going to offer our, our product for free for the rest of the year. Roll it out to your teachers. It, that, that has become a huge issue for yes. me right now. Yeah, the godforsaken teachers pay teachers. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually had, and, th- and this was for, for tech department, of course, I had a content filtering company uh, call and try to convince me that this would be a great time to swap out our content filter. You are kidding me. And I was like, I don't even know how to like talk to you right now. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I mean, with teachers, the, I think the biggest fight, and, it, and it's a good fight, like, and, and I... I mean, I think it's amazing that we have teachers that are trying out all kinds of new things, but it's also not like always the best idea to do that. And like, we've tried to just say, if you, if you were using it before spring break, yeah, you should still use it. And even Josh, going back to, you talked about Google classroom. Uh, we said, if you were not using Google classroom or spring break, do not start using Google classroom. Like yeah. stick, stick to what you were already doing. I, I agree with the mentality of do what do what you're comfortable with, do what you know, do what you know works. But if it, I, I don't know that I would tell them don't use Google Classroom. I think the conversation really could be it's fine if you want to start using it, but no, there are hiccups and gotchas, and we'll try to make resources available to you. But we're we're removed as much as the teachers are removed. Like. We, we've been told we really don't want you on campus, meaning the tech people. Mm-hmm. So it, it's difficult for us to even support stuff like that because let's face it, the best way to reach a tech person in my district right now is via email. That sometimes can be slow when you're paying, playing telephone back and forth. And the last thing I want to do is call somebody with my personal cell phone and then now that number is out in the wild. Um, one thing we did try today, and I keep bringing this up, um, my, my two tech guys and I sat in a Zoom session, and I sent out the link to teachers and said, hey, if you've got a problem or you want to talk through something, hop on this Zoom. The three of us are available. We're, we'll make other uh, ed tech resources people available, and we'll help you through your problem. We sat in that Zoom session for an hour and a half and we had one person hop in with a problem. We were able to fix it for him. Um, but, it, you know, is, is that the new delivery of tech support? Is it going to be in a virtual conference? I, I don't know. I, it's, it's all going to change. It's, it's drastically changing. You, yeah, and I mean, Corey can do, you and Corey can do Zoom, but me and Andy are going to do Google Hangout. That's correct. It's called me. Um, yeah, get it right, idiot. Um, but it's been it's been pretty surreal, really. 
Like I've been and I, whatever you guys want to say, cause you're a bunch of idiots. Uh, but I've been really busy at home, but it's been different. It's like, watching what Josh TV. Said. it's like what Josh said earlier. Like yum, 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 yum. What episode, what episode okay. of Ozark are you on? Okay. Tiger King, Andy, Tiger King. Oh, Tiger One, King. I'm done with Tiger King and Ozark already. <laughs> yeah. So are we, um, but to try to be serious, yum, 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 yum. I'm so mad right now. Uh, but like, it's been, it's been different because like Josh said, like lots of emails and all the emails always start. I know it's after hours, but yeah, I know you're probably really busy, but, and, and so, you know, and like my boss basically told me, um, like I'm on call 24 seven. Now that doesn't mean Sunday, at eight o'clock a teacher saying something not working that I have to reply like you know that's still my prerogative but it's like you know the, the job is different now before the job was in office fixing stuff during the day then you go yeah. home and you hope nothing you hope nothing breaks you know though Corey I, I kind of disagree with you um it is different but it's really not I mean we every eat all four of us are directors so we're I, to me, my, my role has always been, and maybe this is because I came from a prior job that was legit 24 seven on call. If something was down, I was, if a printer was down, I was getting called about it. But to me, the job has always been, if something happens in the middle of the night and it's, and it's causing an outage, you're going in that that's, that's a no brainer to me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I, I view that different than you do. I don't know. So I think well, you're, you're talking to like two different types of technology directors here. Uh, Josh and Josh and I, we've, we've been in the private world as well. Yeah. Uh, and Chris, I know you, you kind of have, but you also is more like private, but in the education field. Yep. Uh, so the sense of urgency in education is not as great. It is in the, manufacturing business or the financial business. I completely agree with you. Uh, and so like I spent 12, 13 years in that type of environment where they were making product 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the only time I was able to do any sort of upgrades or updates was over holidays or, or shutdown of a plant once a year. Um, so I agree with you, Josh. I have that sense of urgency. Uh, but I also know that education is a totally different beast uh, that you don't necessarily have to get up at midnight. Yeah. Uh, but you still want that to be com- accomplished and completed. No. And, and I, I know what Corey's saying is if, if a teacher's emailing you at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, you're not, and it's something that you can take care of and you happen to check your email and it's a quick, Oh yeah. You know, no big deal. The, the replies 20 words or less to, to point them in the right direction. Yeah. Help them out. That right. I, to me, I've, I've tried to always do that. So I'm not really seeing a difference there. I mean, I, I've got my phone, my email on my phone. I, my laptop's open more now than it has been because I mean, I'm, my office is now my kitchen table. So that, that expectation of being available, I think, does, it is perceived, or maybe it, maybe it actually is, that I'm more available, um, because it's not just during office hours. Um, and, and, I, I, and honestly, I think that might be a great way to put it, like, more available. Yeah, that's a very, very good way to put it. But I will say, 
just speaking from experience because I got into a really bad habit of this at a prior job of that expectation of being available, you know, that if there's a problem, you're going to catch it within two minutes of a downtime because you're always in a system just because, you know, your laptop's open and you're just in it to be in it. You're watching, you'll burn out. You, you will, you will become, um, jaded toward the, toward the situation. I, I don't know how to put it. It, it will end up wearing on you. So, so it, that's it, actually, um, you know, I was just thinking about this the other day. So, uh, Chris and I are both Kaseya users. Um, and Kaseya has the ability to monitor all, basically all your other systems. Um, whether it has an agent on it or, you know, you could, if it's say like a, a, an NVR that has uh, you know, not an, an OS where you can install an agent where you can set up where it just pings you know, yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day, like I know a fluke in the network and let's say, uh, for example, my preschool switch goes down and like, you know, I'll get an email saying preschool switch ping where it was probably just a fluke in the network, but like, I still saw it. And it's like, it's like, man, you know, sometimes it's like, man, I don't, I, re- I wish I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then there it's like, okay, let me VPN. Let me try to get to the IP. Oh, it's working. Something just happened. It missed a ping. Let me get back to my day. Whereas otherwise like, you know, so it's good. Like I'm, you know, I'm glad that I have that type of monitoring, especially being a, a one man show like I am, but still it's like, you know, every little thing, you know, it's like, Oh, do I, do I need to deal with this? I'm driving to St. Louis with my family. Oh, something's not pinging now. Great. You know, it's just right. You can, well, you can like, you, exactly what you said. You like, you, you can frazzle yourself out. And, and so look at it this way too. The fact that you are always available and you're, you're being the quote unquote team player, company guy, nice guy, whatever. You're not a nice guy, but company guy. Does that set you up for complaints down the road when you are on the road to St. Louis with your family or you're, you know, you're trying to take an afternoon off and barbecue and have a beer and you don't reply to an email and then someone gets their feelings hurt because you didn't reply in five minutes. Listen to this. So I helped a teacher out the other day and I said, I said some nice things to her. I guess it was so profound what I said. So amazing that she told another teacher and that teacher chatted me, just wanted to let you know what an impact your encouraging words made for her. Oh my God. And that was from another, that wasn't even from the teacher I helped. That was Was from another teacher. Was that an April Fool's joke? It wasn't even, uh, it wasn't even, uh, uh, this wasn't a true story. April Listen Fools. to him. He's, he's back. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even April fools. It, was, it didn't uh, even happen. What is today? Wednesday was You're yesterday. stuttering. You're yeah. caught in your lie. Yeah. He's making the story up. And that teacher, the teacher I did help said, here, hold on. Let me see. Oh, hold on. We, re- we really, it doesn't matter over it. Yeah. But you know, she you said, know what wait, I'm saying? You're being serious and not sarcastic, right? Because I could hug you right now for saying that. That that's sounds me, like guys. A, that that's sounds me. like an H- HR complaint to me. That's that's yep. me. That's against. Well, I told videos. her I am being serious, but social distancing, so no hugs. Yeah, there's HR rules against that too. We don't have an HR department. If anything, I might be the HR director. Obviously, <laughs> so. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm saying, though. That you know that that expectation or that if if they become comfortable with you always being available, then 
does that set you up for a complaint down the road when you're not available outside office hours? I don't know. It's definitely a fine line to walk. And I think we need to be available. Our departments, our teams need to be available for these teachers as they try these new things, especially during whatever. Chris, what was that? What was that term he used a couple pods ago? um, When you get a sticky situation, sticky wicket. Yeah. It's a real (laughs) sticky, (laughs) it's a real sticky wicket, but I'm, I'm sure at least Andy probably agrees with me. You two. How, Andy, do you agree it's a sticky wicket or a sticky dog? It's definitely a sticky situation. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, but the ex- expectation of service, uh, some people call it SSOs or SLOs, yeah. service level. Uh, that's an expectation, again, from, from an outside, not necessarily an educational thing. But I believe it's, it is more and more becoming an educational thing, especially now that we're going to be virtualized. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're going to expect, you know, uh, Chris's 99.9% uptime. <laughs> Bam. Straight, straight up. <laughs> and, well, and, 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 was, we're gonna have to, and we're going to have to deliver 24-7. You know, it's, okay. It's, I was just going to say. I was that. born for this. Oh. Who, <laughs> how, how long before one of us is asked about either extending, quote, unquote, help desk hours to, you know, 8 o'clock in the evening or – a God forbid 24 seven type environment. I think I've already been asked. Have you really? I mean, I was told I'm on call. So I'm on call. Yeah, but Corey, that, that means that, that doesn't mean I don't take on call to mean. Listen, some of us want to support our students and teachers and some of us don't. I'm a supporter. You may not be a supporter. I'm a supporter. I think Josh refuses to go back to his office. Right, right. Roadblock, roadblock, roadblock. Oh, roadblock. Andy. <laughs> so, so, so as the voice of reason here. So, yeah, so I think within our school district, the tech, you know, my department has taken on more than what probably most departments would take on. Uh, and with athletics already, we, we do support into the evenings, whether it be sound systems, uh, television productions, uh, Wi-Fi at the at, you know for media, you name it, uh, we're into it. The scoreboards are on out all basically fiber. Yeah. Or, or, uh, if something goes wrong, we have to be there. there. That's probably the main community spotlight is these athletic events, and they don't want those things to go off without yeah. without a hitch. So, uh, I would love to see us entertain having another individual work more evening hours. I don't want to. Yeah, um, right. So really, you're just throwing your your guys under the bus right now. Well, I mean, if it if it would if it would mean me you know, to hire somebody or bringing one of my individuals on full time, uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to that. We already have uh, what we call tech paras that kind of work those things already. So, Andy, how many students do you guys have? What's your population? Over four thousand. Okay, and how many people in your tech department? Uh, so I have three full-time underneath me and I have one, uh, paraprofessional that works underneath me and myself. Wow. Okay. So we're a very small department. Yeah. Cause I've, I've got, we've got 3,100 kids, I think. And there's two people under me or three people total in our department. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I thought we were pretty lean. You're, you're, you're right there along with us. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only one not lean is Corey. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
I, I would I would actually venture to say Central has probably got the best technology Thank numbers. You. Numbers. Oh. I mean, you have what? There's three of you full time. Plus, you have another individual that comes and does things, does things for yeah. you. Yeah. Plus, Chris's old boss. That's yeah, still, that's what I'm saying. So he's he's almost at four. We have uh, three full time, including yeah. me. Yeah. One one part time, uh, one full time para, and then we uh, enlist the uh, librarians to help us, and then we have a fleet of middle school and high school kids. And, and then depending students? on well, it depends on what sport they're trying to is based on is what's how many students they got. I mean, basketball they got a thousand kids. Oh, baseball, get out of here! Baseball Cut got it. two thousand kids. <laughs> Cut it. So, so a fourth, almost a fourth of the size of my district, and almost the same amount of it. Yeah, there. Employees. There is a district. You compare like you compare the quality of the program, and it makes sense. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's a district to the north of me, not far. Very, very, very similar in size. Uh, we're talking within a couple hundred kids, same size. And I think they have five I, full IT staff, full-time IT staff. Um, so it's, there's I, definitely I think, a, a wide I think we have a I think we have a district uh, in our area that is between uh, Chris and I. I think, I think they have five full-time. And yeah, I think you're right. And maybe it maybe a couple more part time. I don't I don't know. Hold on, I got something to say. Hold on. Financial system. We're doing Zoom departmental meetings and admin meetings. Um, Corey, which is here tonight. You know what? We'll say a little shout out to Corey. Corey oh my gosh! Oh my god! I'm gonna have to make it. I'm gonna have to make a phone just call. Just so everybody wants. That's a that's a. Uh, uh, Missouri superintendent, um, you know, just, you know, saying, saying truths right there. Corey, I'll definitely have to make a phone call hours. tomorrow. Corey's been working as many hours as anybody. You know, so I'll just, you know, I'll just kind of getting that out there. As long as yeah. work equals watching TV shows, right? Just no, no. I'm Got up every night. Bag of potato chips. I'm up every night till 11, midnight. That's when I watch the shows. I don't go to bed at 9 o'clock like you old guys. Yeah, 9 o'clock's bedtime, man. <laughs> I think I'll have to make a phone call tomorrow to a superintendent and have a discussion. He won't answer. Oh, he will. <laughs> so, any, any uh, closing thoughts on week two of the Rona closure? I love you guys. I miss you guys. Stay safe. Chris, are you going to be in your new house for the next episode? I'm probably going to be in my parents' basement for this whole corona outbreak. Jeez. So August? Yeah. I mean, maybe next week. <laughs> How did the sod look? Beautiful. I mean, it's dark out, so could you even see it? And I think my wife's mad at me because I haven't spoken to her. For how long have we been on this thing? Uh, Forty-four minutes. We we took a, a van ride, a van ride together. We we haven't spoken. Did she want to talk to you? I think it was a date. Oh. I think, <laughs> I, think I just took you guys on my date. Awesome. Babe, are you I'm... mad? <laughs> She's annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you want to say anything to the people? Tell her I said hi. 
Babe, do you like this podcast? Corey says hi. <laughs> you, tell her, you tell her I apologize for taking up her quality time with her husband. Yeah, that's very rude of us to do that. So we Andy, should... Andy and Josh said hi, and they spoke very highly of you. <laughs> I didn't. She likes you guys more than Corey. Well, that's not – I mean, that's easy. I mean, all right. So that's – that's uh, Andy, any closing thoughts? Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. I, I do have one thing to say. Is like, uh, I oh, appreciate God. you guys asked me to come on the show. Uh, I, I probably knew all three of you before you knew each other. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's probably a little no. disappointing that I'm just finally getting on. But. No. Me and Chris, <laughs> me and Chris go way back. Way back. Uh, I met, I met now, all Josh, three. Now, Josh, you're probably I, right. I met all uh, three of you at the same time at a Mornet conference. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. I, I thought we. I thought you and I met at some sort of Aruba event. Uh, oh, that, oh, that may be. Yeah, that could be Andy. Uh, and because I believe you were working at some uh, university at the time. Yeah, yeah, that and could then, have been. And then I've, yeah, I've known fired. I've known I've known Chris because uh, my connection to the school he was working at at the time, uh, well before mm-hmm. Corey knew him, and obviously Corey yeah. worked for. Oh, oh yeah! Uh, oh okay. yeah! And of course, I've known Corey uh, since he worked for me uh, all those with years you. ago. With you, we'll it's leave it with that. So there's a difference. So I am the connection with the yeah. all three of you guys. You're the, You're the glue. You're the. It's bond. been a real pleasure. Real pleasure. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks again for having me. We'll have you back, Andy. Thanks for coming. All right. All right. That's it. Is this like, do we get to vote on this? Well, you're just a guest anyway. You don't count. Um, so that's that's been an episode. Share us with your friends. Your your. Did we even talk about technology? Yes. Uh, share us with your team, your neighboring districts. Um, if you have any ideas, shoot us an email at k12techtalk at gmail.com if you're a sponsor our potential sponsor and want information on sponsoring a piece or a segment, shoot us an email at the same email address, k12techtalk at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.